Deborah Owens, America's Wealth Coach, and it's time to get wealthy. You're going to learn exactly what you need to do to achieve the level of financial success you desire and you deserve. Are you like so many people who are sitting in your job feeling undervalued and underappreciated? Well, apparently you're not alone because according to the great resignation, there are millions of people leaving their jobs because they're no longer chained to a desk. They might even take multiple jobs and work virtually, or so many are actually starting their own businesses. So what do you need to do to really take ownership of your financial success? Shift from what on Get Wealthy we call the wealth mindset and take ownership of your financial success? Well, here's what we want you to know that they don't want you to know. First of all, listen, you are not your job. And then secondly, what you do, your skill set, it can be monetized. And then finally, you can actually do well and do good. Well, that was our guest today, her situation. She was sitting in a job feeling like so many people. She had really done a great job, had been given a director's role, but not the compensation that came along with it. So what did she need to do to really take ownership of her financial success and not allow that emotion that many folks are feeling to really prevent her from actually realizing her potential. Well, that's exactly what we're gonna discuss today. And it all begins with what we call on Get Wealthy Mindset Strategy and Execution. So let's welcome our guest to our show today, Dr. Tisa Silver-Kennedy. Thank you so much for joining us on Get Wealthy and sharing your story. Thank you so much for having me, Deborah. I'm happy to be here. Excellent. So first, just tell, I gave our audience certainly some background, but tell folks just a little bit about yourself. What do you do? So I am the founder of Silver Kennedy and Associates, which is a higher education research and consulting firm, which you helped me start <laughs> when I came to you years ago feeling just frustrated, somewhat trapped, and really wanting more for myself in my role, but also more in compensation. So I started the for-profit business focused on my skill set in research and higher education, particularly dealing with student loan debt. And um, that mission, my personal mission has evolved. And I recently founded a nonprofit organization called the Maryland Center for Collegiate Financial Wellness. But before we go any further, I have to stress that you were instrumental and planting that seed within me to let me know that it wasn't crazy to think about leaving a steady job with a steady paycheck and excellent benefits to do something more, to do something that I felt like I was called to do that could be monetized. So thank you. Oh, well, I love that. Well, that's a great segue into our next part of this program, and that is mindset strategy execution. So. What Tisa had to learn was exactly what she needed to do to take ownership of her financial success and not let, allow her circumstances to really dictate what she could realize. And then secondly, it's strategy. 
what could she do with what she already had and take advantage of benefits she already had to kind of make that next move? And then finally, it's all about execution. How could she, as a mother, a student, shift to this wealth mindset? Tisa could have it all, but she may not have been able to have it all at the same time. So Tisa, let's get right into it. You know, it's so interesting that we met many years ago. And what I know is that you've always had a love of financial literacy. And that really took you into your career because you helped more than more families pay off over $50 million in student loan debt. So I really want to start there. You were in your career kind of doing what you wanted to do, but you weren't really feeling fulfilled. So let's talk about that. Let's start there. Okay. So my career in higher education actually began on the faculty side. I was teaching corporate finance and investments, and I love teaching. But the thing about teaching uh, at a college or university is most of the time you need to have a terminal degree. So I didn't have a doctorate. After three years, I found myself rejected from all the graduate schools that I had applied to and with my contract terminated. And I just wondered what, you know, what am I going to do? I had no plans for unemployment. I had planned to be in school. So I was looking for jobs and, um, you know, being unemployed, you know, sometimes you might think I'll take anything. But for some reason, I just had something inside me that was saying, no, look for something that you want. Look for something that you're passionate about and you can do well. And I found one job and um, that was in a financial aid office as the assistant director of financial education and wellness. And in that role, I was able to counsel students through um, the decisions about how much student loans to borrow and also how to repay those loans after they earn their degrees. But when I was in that role, I felt like I was doing good work and I know that I was doing the work well, but the need was just so much greater than um, just being in that one office. So I began to take on more and more work. Um, I also was promoted a couple of times and made it up to the level of director. But at that time, I felt like I was being pulled away from the work that I was passionate about into other areas because of staffing needs. And um, I appreciated it because I was able to gain a lot of knowledge about financial aid, registration, lots of other areas of higher ed. But I felt like that wasn't the best use of my time. So I started to think, what what can I do if, if I have a, a, a vision or even a personal mission that goes beyond one campus? And um, a couple of years prior to that, that's when I engaged you to say, you know what? I'm frustrated. I feel, um, you know, undervalued, underappreciated, sometimes overworked. And I engaged you to help me repackage my experiences so that I could be compensated what I felt like I deserved for the work that I was doing and for the talents and the skills that I brought to the table. Well, you know, what's interesting, uh, Tisa, is in that role, like many people around you would have probably said to you, like, girl, what are you talking about? You're the director of this. You've got your degree. You're successful. Why are you dissatisfied? And so what I want you to kind of talk about just a little bit more is that mindset. How did you 
you know, you had done everything that you were committed to doing. And on the outside looking in, myself included, would have said, man, you're really successful. You're using your talents, you're adding value to others, you're making a difference. And yet you need, knew that you needed more. And so why did you actually seek me out? That's what I want our audience to know. So I sought you out because I wanted more and I couldn't put into terms exactly what I wanted or how to get there. So when I started to talk to you, you talked to me about the skills that I had. You talked to me about repackaging my resume so that it didn't read like a list of job descriptions, but it read more about me and what was so special about what I did with the job responsibilities that I had been entrusted with. And so for many people, I've had many people tell me, why are you you know, going for more? You got good benefits, you got a decent salary, you got a decent job. But sometimes I, I think people, when they hear the calling, when they receive the calling for what they're supposed to do, it makes them uncomfortable. And things happen that make it so that you can't stay in that space of comfort because you know that you're not doing exactly what it is that you were supposed to be doing. So I had these feelings. Um, they were somewhat unclear at first, but over time, I just got to be so uncomfortable and I didn't know what to do with it. And I've been watching you for years. <laughs> and I said, you know what? It's time for me to call in the experts because I have a very unique set of skills in this space of um, financial education and wellness and particularly advising people through the repayment of student loan debt. But what is it that I can do with this so that I can reach more people and so that I can feel like I'm truly fulfilling my purpose? And um, like I said, you were critical to me figuring out what exactly is the vision. And the vision for me was to go beyond one campus. The vision for me was to actually take a look at my state and to try and help students across the state, whether they're in college or career school, make better decisions when it comes to financing higher education. Oh, I love that, Tisa. I love how you kind of convey how you ask for help, because I think that's the real mindset shift, myself included, becoming an entrepreneur. You know, I've always figured I needed to figure everything out on my own, that I was smart enough. You know, why would I need help? And yet I had never been an entrepreneur. And certainly that was uh, uh, your situation as well. However, when we come back, what I want to share with the audience is strategy. I really want to go to the next aspect of that. So did, did Tisa just run from her job and been so comfortable and, that she'd been so uncomfortable with and just take the leap? Or did she actually begin to think strategically about the things that she needed to take advantage of, know and do prior to her really realizing her dreams. So we'll be right back. Let's be honest, as successful women, we're crushing it. Maxed out 401k and Roth IRA, check. Aggressive savings and investments, check. Yet the freedom our success was supposed to buy can leave us stuck on the six-figure hamster wheel watching retirement slip further down the road. There's another way. Get coaching courses and community at WealthyU.com. I'm 
Deborah Owens, welcome back to Get Wealthy. And we're talking about uh, a topic that impacts so many people. Uh, with the great resignation, so many people are leaving their jobs, primarily because they're unhappy and feeling underappreciated and undervalued. And that certainly was uh, how our guest, Dr. Tisa Silver Kennedy, was feeling. And so what do you do if you're feeling that way? Do you just quit and go to the next level uh, and, and think everything's gonna work out? Or do you do what Tisa did? And that is create a strategy for really taking steps toward to what she eventually really wanted to do. So welcome back, Tisa. Uh, it's interesting. I love, you know, I can recall all the, your journey. And I can remember our, our first conversation and you so eloquently put it that you really needed to uh, figure out exactly what it was, gain some clarity around uh, what it was that you really wanted and then how to make it happen. So I wanna talk a little bit about um, what was the first thing that you did Based on our conversation, you were in that role. What, what did you need to do before making the leap? Okay. So before the leap, I, one of the first things I asked you about was advocating myself, advocating for myself to get a pay raise. I felt that at the level um, that I was at within the organization, I felt with the experience and the education that I brought to the table that I should be paid more money. And so you helped me put a strategy together to advocate for myself. And during our time together, I did get that raise. And I'm very thankful for that. Um, the second thing that I did was I, um, upon your advice, I started going out on informational interviews just to learn more about people who were in um, the space that I wanted to be in, higher education, personal finance, financial wellness, and just meeting with them to learn more about them and to also share a bit about me, not for the purpose of you know, getting a job or leaving immediately, but for building the network and to see what the need was so that I could have um, you know, those resources and those contacts at my fingertips at the point at which I was ready to leave. Uh, the other thing that I did was I sat down and I took a hard look at my finances to see what would it look like if I left right now with the savings that I have, you know, what what would it look like handling uh, my obligations on what I have? How long would that last me? And when I basically took a look at the resources, the personal contacts, as well as the money that I had available, I said, I need to stay a bit longer <laughs> and save, but also complete my doctorate. And one of the benefits that was available to me at the time was tuition remission, which meant that my employer paid for the bulk of my tuition. I was responsible for fees. So I set a date right there. If I do go, it will have to be after I complete this degree because I'm not going to go into student loan debt in order to earn it. I love that, Tisa. I love that you shared that because I often tell people in our Wealthy You community that many of you are standing 10 feet away from gold. And your 10, 10 feet, your goal really was the fact that you had existing benefits that you could leverage that when you did leave would put you in a much better position and really was another way that you needed to be rewarded. And so 
you you went through a number of different things that, and I want our um, audience to kind of see what your strategy. So I really want to uh, you you leverage what you had, you lobbied for more um, more income, more pay, and advocating for more pay. And you talked about those informational interviews that you went on. And so what I want to do is connect the dots for our audience. When you went on the, those informational interviews, what insight did it give you about how you needed to negotiate with your existing employer? So it really made me think about the level of match because sometimes it's very tempting to say, well, I'm in this role, I do all this work, they just need to pay me more money. But you really have to look at the work that you're doing and um, see how it stacks up against the work that you're supposed to be doing. In my case, I was doing a lot of the work. I was doing everything that I was supposed to do, but I was also doing more because I had a larger vision for what I wanted to do um, with my life and for students and families across the state. But I also had to kind of reconcile in my mind that just because I was doing all of these extra things, it doesn't mean that it's the employer's uh, responsibility to take that journey with me. It doesn't mean that because I'm doing all of this extra work beyond um, my responsibilities that they had to compensate me for that because from their view, that wasn't necessarily a part of the deal. So I had to kind of, um, I guess, lower my ambitions a bit and humble myself to say, well, yes, there are two sides of this. One is that you need to be compensated for, for what you're doing, but the other side is you're doing way more than you signed up for and you have to make a decision. Are you gonna stay here and deal with what you've been given or are you going to take those talents, those skills, and flip it into something that can give you that satisfaction of, of meeting the moment with that vision? I love that, Tisa, because what I want to want people to understand is just because you're doing a lot of things doesn't necessarily mean that's of value to the organization. So you really need to be clear on that. And you also need to get clear on what is valuable to the organization. What can you lobby for? What can you advocate for? And what that really requires is sometimes for you to get outside of the organization so you can see what other people are doing. Well, Dr. Tisa Sylvie Kennedy, thank you so much for joining us on Get Wealthy. And when we come back, I'm gonna share exactly the three things you need to know and take away from this program to achieve the same kind of success that Tisa did. Let's be honest, as successful women, we're crushing it. Maxed out 401k and Roth IRA? Check. Aggressive savings and investments? Check. Yet, the freedom our success was supposed to buy can leave us stuck on the six-figure hamster wheel, watching retirement slip further down the road. There's another way. Get coaching courses and community at WealthyU.com. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you've had a great time watching this show because it's all about helping you get wealthy. And so what are the three things you need to know about this show, your takeaways from this show? Well, the first thing is you need to identify your unique skill set. 
what are the things that you do really, really well that you can use to create value for others? That's certainly what Dr. Tisa did. She took her love of financial literacy and helping others and created a for-profit business and a non-profit business and also wrote a book. That's how she was able to do the second thing and that was monetize her skill set. So she took all of that knowledge and then was able to use it in terms of helping other organizations research as, as well as write a book. And so the third aspect is that if you're going to systemize or scale, or if you're gonna scale any business, you have to systematize it. So as you heard in Dr. Tisa's uh, case, she thought about all of the other organizations uh, and stakeholders, if you will, who had a interest in helping minimize and diminish the type of struggles that students are having with student loan debt. So here's all I want you to know is that if Tisa can do it, you can do it. And that's how you get wealthy. I'm Deborah Owens, America's Wealth Coach. Thank you for joining us for this show. And I can't wait for you to see what comes next.